Good morning, guys. Glad y'all are here and and uh, got a lot for you this morning as we jump back into prayer and we kind of unpack some things on prayer. Um, some of you were wanting me to go a little further in the Lord's Prayer from last week. So we said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we stopped. So instead of going further, I'm actually shortening it today. And, and uh, this should be a lot of fun. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here this morning. As we get ready to teach and unpack, Father, may we hear your word spoken boldly to our hearts. Give us hearts to receive, ears to hear, and eyes to see what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 17. We're going to start there in Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And a little bit of history here. Basically what's happening, the Israelites are, are pretty much settled and, and then a fight gets picked with them. Uh, Amalek and the Amalekites, you've probably heard of them, along with the Hittites and the Jezubites and all the ites, right? All the cousins. But this right here is just... Uh, uh, what's what's taking place and they're, they're picking a fight and um, just so you know Amalek has a substantial army and he's looking to defeat Israel and he actually has the opportunity I mean he is he is a a uh, a big adversary he is one that's got the power and the ability to do such and uh, um, it was as much as a spiritual battle as it was a physical and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment now you're going to see where Moses, as he spends time in prayer, he's told to do a couple of things here. And as Moses is told to do some things, there are things that we ought to pay attention to. So I just want you to, to hear a couple of things this morning. The first one is this. The physical act of prayer moves God. Now, you may say, well, well I thought faith moved God. It does. But there are physical things that we do in, in our bodies. Our bodies are to be temples of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, when we put them in position to hear God, not only will we hear God, but he'll prompt us to do more through our prayer and our prayer life. The other thing is, when we call this declarative prayer, there's something that comes with declaring your prayer, and that's known as confidence. So when we are confident in our prayers, right, we declare more. The more confident you are, the more you're going to declare something. If you're a mechanic, the more confident you are in listening to that motor run, you're going to say, this is what's wrong with that motor, this, 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 and this. If you're confident. If you're not, you're going to say, hey, let me put it in the shop and look at it for a while, right? Uh-huh. Y'all better stay awake and stay with me today, all right? So here we go, Exodus 17, 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow we'll stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands, held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other, and that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua came, so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. 
So here's what, what's going on here. I want you to see that Moses has heard from the Lord. He's told to go to the hilltop, and he positions himself, right, with his hands in the air. And as he positions himself, doing what God has commanded him to do, the Israelites are winning. Now, notice Joshua hasn't been told this. Now, Joshua, at this time, is the young man. Moses is the old man. And Moses is using what he knows and his walk with the Lord, his walk with his father, hearing his voice. And, and as, as they win the war, notice what he says. He says, now, go tell Joshua how we really won the war. We really won the war by positioning ourselves to hear from the Lord. Now, Joshua's a mighty warrior. Joshua's a conqueror. conqueror. Joshua can do uh, uh, great things, no doubt about it. He can lead an army. He's a great leader. He's substantial. But, but here's the thing. Moses wants Joshua to know something. Hey, y'all go tell him how we really won. We really won it by positioning ourselves to hear our Father, our Heavenly Father, which is going to be very important here in just a moment. We often say what we do in the spiritual affects the natural, but we seldom hear what we do in the natural affects the spiritual. If you look at Matthew 17, 20, it says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move from here to there and nothing should be impossible for you. But just under that, in parentheses, what does it say? But this does not happen without prayer and fasting. In other words, there is a physical that takes place to impact the spiritual. Y'all see that? And this is what amazes me sometimes on Sunday mornings, that sometimes we don't determine that we're going to position ourselves, that we're going to raise our hands, that we're, going to, that we're going to be there to hear from God and also to see God move on our behalf. I'd love to tell you uh, something that happened Sunday morning just with me, but uh, I'm going to refrain from doing that because I think it was just a time for myself to be reaffirmed by God. But when we position ourselves in the way that God calls us in the natural, it truly affects the spiritual. When you think of prayer, how do you think of someone praying? It's okay, you guys, we're small enough today that, um, I'm just I mean, there's a lot of you, but I'll cut you off if we run out of time, okay? But tell me how you see people positioning themselves in prayer. Okay, give me, give me, give me. All right, that's more of a, this is how I pray. Think of a physical position on their knee. All right, somebody said on their knees, on their knee, um, on their back in bed. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's in our rest that we hear from the Lord uh, for sure. Um, but, but, you know, when I think of someone praying, when I think of a spiritual mentor, I think of them on their knees. Uh, uh, many of you or many of us, I should say, will kneel down beside our beds, right, and, and pray um, to God because we position ourselves in a place of humility, in a place of humbleness, in a place with our Father. Now, it's not always in that. Sometimes it's in raising our hands, you know. Um, Zephaniah is told to raise his, his head up. And so as we, as we raise our heads up, as we, as we hold our hands up, you know, there are different positions definitely that we, we do in celebration of our Lord, but also in order to, to hear our God and to worship our God. Now, it sounds like works righteousness to position ourselves physically. It's not. I mean, there are several critics out there that look to reduce everything down to a form of grace that requires nothing on our behalf. 
I mean, it's done. It's all done. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you walk, you should pray continuously in your walk, and that's true. That, that, and we'll get to that, by the way. We've got plenty of weeks to unpack this, and we'll talk about walking out our prayers. But today I want to talk about positioning ourselves physically, and in positioning ourselves physically, then, then through that physical position. Because what it does is it means this, we're closing out the world so that I can hear my Father speak to me. And, and you have to physically position yourself in order to do that. And I may be shutting yourself in the truck, right, with some worship music on. I get it. But there are times that, that, that you'll see I can share a, a great testimony of a friend of mine who is a powerful, powerful man of God today uh, who was just simply driving on the, on the turnpike around Oklahoma City, and he heard the voice of the Lord, and it told him to pull over. And he got in the floorboard of his truck curled up in a ball and the Lord spoke to him and today he speaks all over the country um, Jesus Christ I mean he's a powerful preacher many of you know him and so so with that I mean sometimes God calls us to position ourselves to hear from him Jesus said if you love me you'll do what you'll keep my commands there's a little bit of something physical to do as we love our God so when Jesus states in Luke chapter 11 verse 11 he, he says, uh, uh, his disciples ask him, uh, teach us to pray. And he says to them, when you pray, this is verse, how in the world did I do this? Oh, I know what I did. Okay, never mind, it's my mistake, but you don't know this. Okay, they ask, Lord, teach us to pray. And he responds to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Uh, uh, some of you know this this way, our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name now I'm going to stop right there so I'm not going as far as I did last week hallowed be he says our father now let me just stop with father because prayer is an action he said when you pray you're going to take action when you pray you you speak when you pray you listen it's an action it's it's an active verb here prayer is something we say it's also something we know we know that we should and we know that we we are praying okay and for many of us, we're like the disciples. We say, teach us to pray, but we, because we simply don't feel like we know how. We're not confident in our prayers. And because we're not confident or confident in our prayers, then we don't declare our prayers. I think back when, when I was in uh, North Africa on one of the trips over in North Africa, and, and we were at a village, and a man came to get us, and he said, hey, our, uh, my son's really sick, and I'm, I'm kind of the chief of this village. And I would like for you to come and see my son. And, and their son, his son was about 20, 21 years old. And he was laying on a mat there. And he was, he was severely crippled and, and all wrinkled up there. And, and uh, they, they didn't give him much time to live. He had a terrible, terrible fever. And so this young man that was with me is extremely bold, extremely bold. And he tells the chief, he, he says, uh, I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to lay hands on him. I'm going to pray for him in Jesus' name which uh, you have to remember we were in 99.9 percent muslim country close to christians and so the guy standing there the father's looking at him and you can see the people around to see what the father's going to say because uh this is this is uh this is not good and finally the father says that's my son um do whatever needs to be done and so this kid he he gets down on his knees and he begins to pray, and the next thing you know, he puts his hand on that young man's chest. And, and this guy is only 21 himself, and he is boldly praying in Jesus Christ. In Jesus, and the fever broke. And uh, I'd love to tell you that, that he was no longer crippled, How and I can. It didn't happen at that time. 
it happened a few months later and we received the news but it was just an incredible powerful prayer see he was confident in his prayers he had spent time with the Lord and in order to be declarative in anything we must be confident and now you can declare not 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 because uh, we're 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 incompetent but we can declare because we're confident and we are confident and here's the reason we're confident because we say our father now that may not be a big deal to you but this was revolutionary when Jesus said here's how you pray our father not even the Jews were comfortable with this statement the disciples would have been shocked to hear Jesus say you're going to start your prayer by calling God father if you've studied anything with the Hebrew culture the Hebrews didn't even name God name God for for many many years they were afraid for hundreds of years they were afraid to even say L L anything because God was out here and he was so big and he was so vast and he was he was the creator of everything that the Hebrews had a fear out of their reverence for God he was to be respected and in the early Jewish custom they would not even say the name God so Jesus is taking it from an unseen force of the natural and the spirit spiritual to a dad let me tell you how to talk to God our father your daddy and it, it just was mind-blowing for them and this means that relationship is far more important than the words you say he said here's 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 my point this God of the universe knew you before you were knit in your mother's womb and he loves you and you are his children that was huge for them God wants to be as intimate with us as any father could ever be listening helping encouraging discipling embracing remember Jesus turned the world upside down when we no longer work for God but but for us to understand that God went to work for us that's one thing that's different in our Christian uh, religion if you will is that God goes to work for us on our behalf and so as we walk out as we walk this out with our father then we begin to listen to him and it becomes a relationship and we position ourselves to walk and learn from our father see if he's way out here we're gonna say hey God's somewhat unobtainable and so I don't know what he's saying I don't know what God's doing I don't know but but think about it if you had a good earthly father then you walked with him and you you desired to spend time with him I can think many times when my dad was um, going out to the farm and I used to just beg him to take me and there were times he could take me you know as a little boy and there were times he couldn't depending on what he had going on that day but what was my my goal my goal was to to sit in the pickup with my with my dad and watch him I learned how to feed cattle that way by watching him before I ever stepped out to do it myself you see he is no longer a God who is out there but he is a father who is in here and it starts with relationships so when he says our father we position ourselves with our father now think about this as a little boy what did we always say as little boys we always said my dad can what my dad can whoop your daddy you know you don't want to mess with me because my dad right my dad is coming and this is how God wants us to see him he wants us to and, and and here's here's the challenge for us 
as men, we grow up and we become fathers ourselves. We become dads ourselves. We separate some ourselves because as we grow up, it means we're no longer dependent upon who? Our dad or our parents. Now, this is different with our heavenly father because in our father's eyes, we are still forever and always his what? His children. We're always his children, so we never, and, and if we're not careful, we'll see him that way. If you grew up knowing he was a father and that you had a relationship with him, you'll never grow up to a place where you no longer need him. That's the danger of man, and that's called pride, and God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And so we have to continue to position ourselves with him regardless of our age. As a matter of fact, as our age increases, we ought to walk even closer to our heavenly father, seeking him out. And in that relationship, see, is where we gain our confidence. That's when we say, hey, my dad can beat up your dad. Your dad's the devil. <laughs> he, I mean, that's, and we know people whose dad's the devil, right? And so, so here, here's the thing. We, we walk in that relationship. So I would say this. We go from God to Father, and that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, when you pray, Father, Daddy, here you are, right? The second thing I've got here is learn to stay close to the Father. In Matthew 7, Jesus states it this way. He says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. He goes on to say, Forever, whoever asks receives, right? And, and, and whoever seeks finds. And whoever knocks, the door will be opened. Now, some of you are checking out because you've heard that scripture so much. I guarantee you haven't heard it taught this way because I don't know that this is truth. <laughs> <laughs> but stay with me. I'm about to make a great point. All right. So here's the thing. When we ask, when you are walking with your father and you are that close to your father to hear his voice, then you can simply ask him anything. And you know what? That not only is he listening, but he hears you. And so, so when you're that close, then, then you're going to know his will for your life and you're going to know what to ask for and watch. You're going to know what not to ask for. As I walked with my dad when I was 10 years old, you know, there were things I wanted and dad said, well, you're just not ready for that, son. I remember being uh, 10 or 11 and wanting to hook up the sweet plow by myself. I said, dad, I've seen you do it a hundred times. Just let me go down there and kick the disc off and put the, put the sweet plow on. I can do that. And he said, son, you're not ready. I'm, I don't want you to get hurt, right? But I was asking, and Dad was right there next to me. Now, Jesus says, seek, and you shall find. When we have to seek out our Father, then this is the part I'm telling you you've never heard before. <laughs> I really had to pray over this and say, God, is this right? I don't know, but we'll try it. We'll try it. If we have to seek out our Father, we're not as close as we've been. So, so when we go to, to seek out our Father, right, we've got to seek Him. Now, now, the good thing that Jesus says, He says, seek and you shall find. The Father doesn't leave. Who leaves in this case? We possibly do. And then finally, when I knock, that means that there's something that has come between us, and now I have to knock. Hey, Dad, you in there? You know, when you're a kid, he's in the bathroom. I mean, you're knocking on the bathroom door. Dad, you in there? You know, but, but as we grow up, the truth with, with our Heavenly Father, if we're not careful, then, then when we knock, 
or when we, when, we, when we allow sin or other things. Now, not to say that we're perfect and not to say that there's not always sin. I mean, that sin's been, been paid for with a price. But there are other things. Our own pride can cause us to drift away from our Heavenly Father. And we can, we can build up, look, our own anger, our own frustrations, or our own questions. Lord, why? Why? I, I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm not going to seek you out anymore. I'm, and then we find ourselves at a place where we're having to knock and say, God, where are you? Now, the good thing about what Jesus is saying here, because this is, this is Jesus once again really telling us how to pray. He says, um, ask, seek, knock, ask, seek, and knock, as I say. And, and if you look at this, you'll see that you can put it this way. You can put A here, and you can put S underneath it, and you can put K underneath that, ask. And you see how that works? Ask, seek, and knock. Now, this is written in the Greek in the present participle. And because it's written in the pre present participle, this is what it means. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Right? Keep seeking. It, it, it's, it's really, our English language doesn't really do it justice here. But this is what he's saying. Continue. It's a continual thing. It never ends. Because we are always to be in relationship with our Father, which means we're to always be in conversation with our Heavenly Father. That's how it works. So as we do that, we can see that the physical often releases the spiritual. The closer we are physically, the more we position ourselves with God physically, the more we're going to hear His voice to speak to us in the spiritual in the spiritual and the other is true as well we, we just tend to always say the spiritual impacts our physical what's inside eventually grows outside that's called sanctification and that is true but I'm talking about prayer here prayer takes position and in order for us to be declarative prayer warriors we need to position ourselves in a place to hear God now let me say this as you position yourself also know that you position yourself with other brothers and sisters in Christ this is called the church the ecclesia, one built upon the other. There's no doubt that a man's spine is stiffened when he's standing next to a strong brother or a strong sister in Christ. And when, you, when the multitudes come together, it ought to be so powerful that it shakes the foundation of the earth. That's Sunday morning. That, that's what we're looking for, right? Where we come together and we encourage one another. We're children of the Most High God who is simply our Father, our Father. So position yourself, learn to position yourself with your Father. See, God at times requires this physical action for a spiritual release. That's exactly what was going on with Moses. Moses said, hey, now, now that young man down there that's such a mighty warrior, what he doesn't know is that when my hands fell down, that man was losing. <laughs> he was strong, great warrior, great leader, led the military in there. They were fighting well. He was proud of himself, but there were times he was on his heels, and it took what? Me positioning myself with a father for him to succeed. Very important there. Very important. So look, you can tell your spouse you love her all you want. And if it's only through words and not actions, what good is it? Right? You, you, you need to do a little bit more than that, fellas. And it's the same thing with our Heavenly Father. So when we pray, we walk it out with our Heavenly Father, spiritually and physically. And, and like I said, we'll talk about the walk in a, in a later uh, message here. 
And, and, and just know that spiritual things happen when we pray and when we fast. Those are two physical things that activate, if you will, our hearing of what God is doing and what he has for us and others. Hebrews 1.14 takes it this far. Are they not ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who inherit salvation? This is powerful because this is what he's saying. As you walk with your father, guess what? He has legions of angels. And he has the power to send those angels out on your behalf. That's Hebrews 1.14. You can back it up to Hebrews um, 1.7. I don't have that scripture in here. But uh, it's very, very interesting the spiritual that takes place when we position ourselves physically with our Heavenly Father. Many of us don't want to increase our time, energy, efforts with, with God because you feel like you're just, you're good right now. Uh, I'm good, me and my Heavenly Father are good. I, I mean, <laughs> let's just be, be honest. If our life is rocking along pretty good, it's like calling your dad and saying, hey, Dad, I bought a new truck. Man, life is good. I got promoted at work. I got all this stuff going on. I'm, I'm finally making the money, and, and, and it's kind of like the cat's in the cradle, right? We're, we're just telling our father what's going on and, and, and how this is all working out and how great it is. And, and, man, it's easy to be thankful because we're in a position of, of all this, what feels like blessing, coming our ways. And we really don't want to go into depth. We really don't want to hear the father's voice or hear his opinion on things because it might change. Some of us are afraid to go deeper with the Lord, and I'll tell you why, because you've heard this saying, higher levels, higher devils. You ever heard that? I, I, I've known two pastors that, um, good men, good men, spiritual men, pastored big, large, huge churches, and what happened? Had an affair. Uh, they must have been so high on God's, letter, on, on God's ladder and hearing God's voice that, uh-oh, Satan said, I'm taking that one out. Now, let me just ask you a question. Who has more protection, an army private or an army general? Come on. If you've been in the military or if you know anything about the military, you don't see a general walking by themselves. It never happens. There's an honor rise around them. Higher levels, higher devils. Get that out of your mind. If you think, hey, life is good right now, I don't want to shake it up, so uh, I don't need to go any deeper with God. Um, man, that's ridiculous. That's really, I, I, Peter tells it this way, what? He, he says, the devil, your adversary, goes around like a roaring lion seeking those whom he can devour. Now, does he pray, do lions pray on the weak or do they pray on the healthy, strong? Come on. I mean, higher levels, higher levels. I'll tell you what, I've even thought that myself. I thought, oh, golly, the church is growing. Oh, my goodness, we got, you know, this is years ago. And I used to think, man, I've got to be real careful. I've got to, and, and, and it's true, you have to be careful. You sure don't want to come, become prideful or anything in that. But, but look, that's just wrong. Daniel fasted for 21 days. He fasted. He positioned himself physically, and the spiritual happened. Right, And as he fasted in the physical and he prayed in the spiritual, Michael the angel broke through. Physically, spend time with the Lord in worship and prayer and journaling all the spiritual disciplines. And here's what you're going to see as we walk through this life. Is you're going to see that your heavenly father was always with you. And you could always declare his name boldly. Because your dad can beat up his dad. 
that's who he is and so as we spend time with the Lord in prayer we need to see him as our father he's not out there he's right here and that's what Jesus was saying hey disciples he's right here this is your father right he's ready to release angels on your behalf if it takes that stay close close enough to ask and then keep asking keep seeking